Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own heart. We have offended against thy holy law. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 119, verses 65 through 80, beginning on page 494, and Psalm 117 on page 487. O Lord, thou hast dealt graciously with thy servant according unto thy word. O teach me true understanding and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Before I was troubled, I went wrong, but now have I kept thy word. Thou art good and gracious. O teach me thy statutes. The proud have imagined a lie against me, but I will keep thy commandments with my whole heart. Their heart is fat as brawn, but my delight hath been in the law. It is good for me that I have been in trouble, that I may learn thy statutes. The law of thy mouth is dear to, unto me, the thousands of gold and silver. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. O oh, give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me because I have put my trust in thy word. I know, Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou of very faithfulness hast caused me to be troubled. O oh, let thy merciful kindness be my comfort, according to thy word unto thy servant. O oh, let thy loving mercies come unto me, that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Let the proud be confounded, for they go wickedly about to destroy me, but I will be occupied in thy commandments. Let such as fear thee and have known thy testimonies be turned unto me. O oh, let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I may not be ashamed. 
Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye peoples. For his merciful kindness is ever more and more towards us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 41st verse of the first chapter of the first book of Maccabees. Then the king wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people, and that all should give up their particular customs. All the Gentiles accepted the command of the king. Many, even from Israel, gladly adopted his religion. They sacrificed to idols and profaned the Sabbath. And the king sent letters by messengers to Jerusalem and the towns of Judah. He directed them to follow customs strange to the land, to forbid burnt offerings and sacrifices and drink offerings in the sanctuary, to profane Sabbaths and festivals, to defile the sanctuary and the priests, to build altars and sacred precincts and shrines for idols, to sacrifice swine and other unclean animals, and to leave their sons uncircumcised. They were to make themselves abominable by everything unclean and profane, so that they would forget the law and change all the ordinances. He added, and whoever does not obey the command of the king will die. In such words, he wrote to his whole kingdom. He appointed inspectors over all the people and commanded the towns of Judah to offer sacrifice town by town. Many of the people, everyone who forsook the law, joined them, and they did evil in the land. They drove Israel into hiding in every place of refuge they had. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaids. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy, I hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 36th verse of the 15th chapter of the book of Acts. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark, but Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they departed from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Then he came to Derbe and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region, for they all knew that his father was Greek. 
And as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the protector of all that trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy. Increase and multiply upon us thy mercy, that thou, being our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal, that we finally lose not the things eternal. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsel, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. Uh, we begin with our Old Testament lesson in Maccabees, and as we start through here, it's, I think, helpful to keep in mind that we are witnessing uh, what they term the intertestamental period. So we have the, the period between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and so we can see a lot of the development. Why? Things are the way they are in the New Testament when Jesus comes. How we had at the end of the Old Testament, the restoration of the, and the dedication of the second temple and the building of it. And then we get to what that second temple is like in Jesus' time. And Maccabees gives us uh, some insight into how that developed. 
And so what we're seeing here is that Judah was being controlled by the, a king called Antiochus. And he was, unlike a lot of his forebears who were tolerant of foreign religions and the religions of all the areas that they ruled, he's tried to impose his own form of religion. He wanted to, for everyone to embrace pantheism and the worship of Zeus. And so we can see how this comes in conflict. But we also see that, unfortunately, not, not everyone was against this. A lot of people in Jewish people were willing to embrace this because this was the cosmopolitan thing to do. The whole civilized world worshipped in this way. And they wanted to be a part of this, this, this larger world, this very earthly, affluent, and, and intellectual world they wanted to be a part of. And so, and there's lots to be attractive about this, this type of worship, where you basically control the gods through your sacrifices. You do this X, Y, and Z, and you get things. And if you don't get things, you did something wrong. And this is very different from Judaism, where it's about your, it's a reorientation and understanding our relationship with God. And so a lot of people turned away from it. There's, it's, it's hard to, to live out the truth of the, the Ten Commandments. It's hard to maintain the law. And so we see here the roots of what we will see in the New Testament as the, the, the Pharisees, as these people who come out of this incident where they are eventually overthrow Antiochus and are, are successful in restoring a a pale imitation of the Davidic kingdom. They are able to install their own rulers, but and it quickly disintegrates very, very quickly. But we can see that this maintenance of the law, this maintenance becomes central to Judaism through this time. So much so that they lose sight of the purpose of the law, which is to teach us our about our own inability to be righteous on our own and our need for for a relationship with God. So now we, we turn to our our New Testament lesson, and this is interesting in that, you know, Paul has argued how the the law does is not binding on Christians in the same way that it was uh, on Jewish people. And argues against the practice of of Gentile converse to Christianity from needing to be circumcised. Yet here we see Timothy being circumcised. And why is that? Well, there's a a difference between becoming Christian and becoming going into ministry and going into evangelism. And if Timothy is going to go into the region of Jewish people who all know that his father is Greek, he is willing to put up with the pain and suffering that 
adult circumcision entails in order to promote the gospel. So he gives himself fully over to that and meets the people that they're trying to connect with halfway. And yet, we also see here that Paul has conflict with uh, John Mark. And I just want to leave you with some thoughts about that in that just because we're all Christians does not mean we have to like hanging around with everyone. It's okay to have personality conflicts. That is not a a flaw in your prayer life or your relationship with God. There's going to be just people that you do not get along with, and it's okay. It's all right to, to allow people to be themselves and allow yourself to be yourself and to accept that you have conflicts, you have issues, and be okay with that and let them do their thing and be okay with doing your own thing. It it's important to be nice to people and be kind and to be generous, but that doesn't mean that you have to get along with everybody. You can allow other people to be different. There's just going to be some people that you don't see eye to eye on everything with, and that's all right, and that's okay. As long as you, we all keep focused on our relationship with Christ, we can come together when we when it's important, but we can go and do our own things and live our own spiritual lives together in community, but not necessarily as the best of friends all the time. So just some thoughts about tonight's lessons. We continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590, and we will take a moment to call to mind our own prayers and intercessions. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, that the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Hope you have a great Monday night, great start to your week. 22 people. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. That meditation was great, Deacon John. Yes, it really was. Bye. Thank you, Deacon John.